0: This is a ninety-eight FM podcast.
1: I want to know just very quickly, five through ninety-eight one, if you've been on a diet since Christmas, have you stuck to it? Are you doing well? What is it? Um and do you think they work? Do you think they're a load of crap and you can't stick to them or what do you think of diets? Because at least once a year a new diet comes on the market that promises to shift the pounds and get us healthy. It's a huge business, as you know. But last August a Dr. Michael Mosley decided to do a documentary on the BBC charting if he would lose weight on a fasting diet. Now, it's called the 5-2 diet or the fasting diet. It is taking the world by storm. The idea is you eat for five days and you fast for two days, not in a row, but like maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, whatever. Uh, You can have a certain amount of calories, but it's very restricted. Um, But it's meant to be very good for your health as well. But earlier I spoke to Jane Clark. She's a nutritionist, a writer and a columnist with the Sunday Times who's covering um, the diet. And I asked her, how she was, here she is. Jane Clark, uh, nutritionist, author, and columnist. You're very welcome to the show. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Good. It's now, it's good. It is. It's freezing over here as well. Not as bad as the weather you're having, though. Um, I suppose that the five two diet, or it's known as the intermittent diet, or the eat fast, live longer diet. It's spreading like wildfire around the globe, and it's been hailed as the new wonder diet. I suppose for people who don't want to diet all of the time. But before we talk about it, do you know where it started?
0: I think um, lots of cultures have used fasting um, very historically. So you only need to look at sort of, Ramadan and people fasting for different religious reasons. So I wouldn't be surprised, I'm not certain, but I think it's really stemmed in a lot of anecdotal as well as um, huge belief that actually going for periods of time eating very... Um, parsimoniously, can actually do you a lot of good
1: in many, many ways. Now, of course, it kind of, it blew up on this side of the world when Dr. Michael Mosley did a Horizon documentary last August on the BBC. Um, He was on his way, he said, to diabetes, his cholesterol was sky high, and he decided to give it a shot, but he wasn't too certain whether it would work. But in fact, it did work for him. Yes, it did,
0: and it does work for a lot of people. I mean, the interesting thing with the fasting diet is that, or the intermittent fasting diet, is that it really, it, it's not just on the dieting front, as in the weight loss front, but it seems to yield some very interesting clinical results so that it, it brings down your blood pressure, it can have a, a beneficial effect on cholesterol level, but also it's fascinating to see that it also seems to have an impact on your likelihood of developing certain types of dementia, such as Alzheimer's.
1: Which is quite a crowd. Now, how it works, uh, Jane? If I'm right, I'm actually on week two of it. Um, I fasted for two two days last week, and I did one day yesterday. So you, you restrict yourself for two days of a week, uh, two days of the week to 500 calories each day if you're a woman, and 600 calories if you're a man. Week one, I did really well. Yesterday, I was absolutely starving. Is is that normal?
0: It is normal, but I'd also say for women, um, the thing you need to watch is that at certain times of the month, you also get really hungry spots. So that, you know, there, you do have times when you naturally feel more hungry than others. And also when the temperature drops or the light levels outside drop, you will notice that you're more hungry. So it can be a coincidence that it occurs that you're more hungry the second time. But also I think when you go through anything for the second time, this sort is of the best, this is the, sort of the um, the halo effect gets diminished a little bit. So you uh, tried it last week, and yeah. that's great. So you just think, "Oh yes, you know," but actually, I am hungry.
1: I have the yeah. I thought after after the first week, I thought I have this sussed. I have I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be eight stone in, in three weeks. But um,
0: <laughs> is yeah, it? I do I do guaranteed weight loss in my clinic, and I say you either leave with your legs or without.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you were saying about the health benefits. There's something about your, your liver is, is meant to detox itself and it's meant to be anti-aging and all that. Do, do you believe that, Jane?
0: Well, I see it anecdotally for people. Um, you know, I treat patients all the time trying to lose weight or for different health conditions. And actually, when you do start really restricting the calories for a defined moment, you can get a real buzz. And whether that comes from detoxing your liver or um, anti-aging... Actually, I don't really care. The most important thing is that people feel better in themselves. And that then brings out, you know, that that desire to keep going.
1: Absolutely. Now, can you I suppose what what I was skeptical about um, was that if you restrict yourself to such a low calorie intake on one day, that you will absolutely stuff your face the next day. But that doesn't seem to be the case.
0: No, and I think the trick is, as I put together in the article, it's fine recipes that are low in the calories, so 500 or 600 calories, as you said, per day, but actually can keep you satisfied for a long time. So it's about satiety. It's about your habits of eating. So all the other tips that I put in the article about really savoring your food, asking yourself, is this going to nourish me? It's all those behavioral things that need to go alongside any eating eating pattern because it's not just about what you eat. It's about how
1: you eat it as well. So I suppose for a lot of uh, a lot of people would be kind of stress eaters as well. So uh, if you pass a bag of nuts, not sticking your hand in because you could be you could be down in two hundred calories without even knowing.
0: Can And I always say, you know, just ask yourself: Is this going to nourish me before
1: I eat it? Actually, you're a big as a nutritionist, and uh, your new book out at the moment is called Nourish. Um, this is what. Your message is really is about nourishing yourself. So, so what are what are really good foods in your eyes, and what would you see as, as just really awful foods?
0: Well, I'm really a sort of met more of my Mediterranean roots. or my love of Mediterranean food! So, I love the you know the vegetables, and at this time of the year, then there's nothing like coming home from work and actually just having a mug of homemade vegetable soup that will just tide you over until you then have the energy to cook an evening meal. And I think, you know, if you can look at the ingredients, how to put them in, you know, whether it's a casserole or whether you're starting. I mean, I'm known as the Bramley apple queen, I think, because I (laughs) I must boost sales of Bramley apples. (laughs) Because I think um, one of the most perfect ways you can start your day is to stew Bramley apples or any eating apple. So simply just core them, slice them, peel them, put them in a little bit of water, make a big pot of apple puree keep it in the fridge and then you can start the day by having a, a dollop of apple sauce, Greek-style yoghurt with nuts and torn dates or figs or something like that. And that, or you can warm the apple sauce up. And if you're starting the day with apples, it's got something called pectin in which actually keeps you satiated for a long time. Oh, so you'll good. find that if you start your day on a really good note for something like applesauce and yoghurt and nuts, you'll have the impetus to keep going all day. And I think where people go wrong is when they start understandably really, you know, looking at the labels and going for the low calorie things that really have little satisfaction value in, in them as well. I mean look at America, and look at the role model of a society that's chased food values right down in their packaged foods. Well it hasn't certainly led to, you know, a decrease in obesity and it's gone the opposite way.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Go back to the to the, the five two diet or, or the fasting diet. Um after 6 weeks Michael Mosley um his cholesterol went down he was on his way as i said to diabetes and he found everything kind of regulated itself is this a diet jane that you can stay on do you think for the rest of your life is there a fear that you will start fasting more often than you should or is it is it very healthy and very doable do you think
0: I think it is very healthy and very doable I think you know there have been some articles that have been written as a backlash to 5-2 diet you know it said you know we're encouraging people to have eating disorders and start really calorie restricting well you know the country that I see now is we don't have a big prevalence of eating disorders we have a much larger prevalence of obesity and people struggling with their weight and you know and I treat eating disorders I'm not underestimating the mm. the, the devastating effect that an eating disorder has in someone's life but I would really challenge that something just like the fasting diet or the 5-2 diet, it, it's not going to cause an eating disorder. It might expose it, but it's good that it's, it's exposed and people get the help that they need. But certainly from my perspective, if people are doing this intermittent fasting, it gives people a way to to really enjoy the other days and also just see that they can feel fantastic eating really lightly. And they'll probably question, well, why are they eating much more than you know their body really needs the rest of the time?
1: Absolutely. And I suppose things like the, the Atkins diet and the Dukin diet more recently, they, I would imagine, are fairly unhealthy for you. Are they?
0: Well, there's real downsides in any diet that really restricts and cuts out something as as nourishing as, you know, some of the, the high-fibre carbohydrates. And of course, the Atkins diet is really high-protein and you know, lots of cheese, lots of cream. So it's it, yields very different blood results you know you can get people that have high cholesterol levels who go on the atkins diet or the high protein so that french montignac was one of the first um sort of pioneers with mm. the atkins style of french eating and it was interesting that i presented the archive out for radio four and we looked and at the archives and seeing well what happens in the body with these different diets You know, the French have a huge rate of heart disease. They might not like us to know that, but in fact, they do. Really? Um, So I think, you know, every diet has a downside. But I think what's great at this time of the year, if someone just reads an article or gets inspired by some of my recipes and thinks, yes, I can do this, then that has to be a good thing.
1: And are there going to be? I know your books. You have lots of books, uh, including Body Body Foods for Busy People, Your Body Foods Cookbook, and Nourish, which is your new one, Delicious uh, Goodness for Every Stage of Life. Are you going to uh, be writing more for the Sunday Times on the the five two or the fasting diet? I think we're
0: looking at that because the response has been enormous, and it's great. And you know, I get emails from people just saying more recipes, more
1: recipes. <laughs> so it's great, it's lovely. Do just. Before I let you go, Jenks, I know you're a very busy woman. Uh, wh- what can you have? 500 calories seems like, oh my God, what can, I, what can I have for 500 calories? If you were to split that up into two, what could somebody have on a day of fasting?
0: Oh, it's, it's actually, I was um, surprised when I put together the, the recipe plans because I thought, gosh, you know, it is going to be a bowl of vegetable soup and a, a boring piece of steamed fish. But, you know, you can start off with scrambled eggs. Yeah. And then you can even have something like a buffalo mozzarella and tomato salad. And then I put with that something called a skinny supper, which is always something I have. If I just fancy just a big fest of vegetables in the evening and I'll steam things like asparagus, French beans, um, frozen peas, frozen broad beans, drizzle with a little bit of olive oil, lots of fresh black pepper and a bit of herb, and then pop it with a yoghurt and dill dressing or even a, a little dollop of hummus. And that actually, you know, yes, it's not a lot, but it's also not starvation. And that's the most glorious thing about life—eating. It doesn't have to be boring.
1: Absolutely. There you go. I'm hungry again after that. Now. Okay. <laughs> Jane Clarkson.
0: Imagine how I feel spending I can- all day talking about food. Absolutely. Yes. Do
1: you do you have to finally, finally? Do, do you have to watch what you eat, Jane?
0: I am conscious of what I eat yeah. because that's what I do. I love it, you know. And I yeah. and I think my body changes at different times of the year, and I ask what does it need. And I but I love cooking, you know. And I've got a ten-year-old daughter. And she loves food. So food is a big passion of ours. And my message is that, you know, delicious food can be really good for you
1: too. Very good. Okay, for now, Jane Clark, nutritionist, author and columnist. Lovely talking to you. Thanks for taking the time out. You're welcome.
0: You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.